Jordan and Jake. Powered by Ortho Carolina. The home stops, he throws it across field. Guess who? Jordan Gross. Here are your Panther Hall of Honor members, Jordan Gross and Jake DeLome. Welcome to the Jordan and Jake podcast. I'm Jordan Gross, and with me is my good buddy, Jake DeLome. And we are powered by Ortho Carolina, as always. When it comes to your orthopedic care, choose better by choosing Ortho Carolina. With over 40 locations throughout the Carolinas, you're never far from one of the nation's leading providers of care for joints, muscles, and other orthopedic injuries. When things look bad, it's important to know you have a choice, but there's only one better choice, Ortho Carolina, official team physician of the Carolina Panthers. Jake, how are we doing? I'm doing awesome, Jordan. How about yourself? Uh, I'm doing good. And speaking of orthopedic care, I'm going to go right off the top to a personal matter. Um, the football career it is the gift that keeps on giving in life in a positive way, but also it's sometimes in a physical way. I've recently felt a uh, screw head that's in my foot starting to back out. And I know this from experience because I've had screws taken out of my leg before too from surgeries. So if you feel on the top of my foot, there's like you can feel a little screw head. It's like slowly getting kicked out by this bone that it was was put in there to hold. So I got to have surgery in uh, two months and get the screw taken out. How do you feel about that? Well, okay. My question would be this. Why two months? Well, because I live in Idaho and I don't have sweet connections like when we were players. So that's when they could get me in. Well, they could get, actually, I take that back. They could get me in sooner, but my social calendar, I didn't want to have to not do some activities because of healing from an incision on my foot. So that's when it worked out so it, for both surgeon and me. Okay. So it hurts, but it doesn't hurt, hurt. It only hurts like if you cross, you know, say you're lounging on the couch and you cross your legs one foot over the other. The foot, if the foot with the screw in it is the receiving foot of the other foot landing on top, <laughs> then I, it's like, God dang it. Woo. But if I, I could like play basketball and it's fine, it's the weirdest deal. But my kids want to keep, there's two screws in there. So I might as well take them both out. But it's, yeah, it's funny. I was like, I think it's just when you, with, with that football experience, it's just so funny. She's like, you know what, Dana? Tell my wife, I think I got a screw coming out of my foot here. I, I just told her that at dinner one night, you know, <laughs> like in passing. She's like, well, hey, better get taken out. And we just move on, pass the broccoli. Yep, that's uh, that's usually how it goes. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you're going to take that out and uh, glad that you're that far along in your doctorate degree that you know when uh, you need to have a surgery or not. Have a screw taken out. Um, other news for me personally, I just thought we'd get it out of the way because we haven't talked about personal life uh, yet this episode. I've started my Wednesday morning football install sessions with the high school. And I bring this up, Jake. Because as the head coach, I'm in our school is a small 3A school, and the kids, most of them play other sports. And what's easy to have happen, as everybody in America knows, is you can get totally overscheduled, right? But also what happens with three-sport athletes is in a typical schedule, we don't have any time to do any football talk until, like, summer starts. And then you got vacations and you got baseball and summer basketball and all that stuff. So I'm allowed by rules of our state athletic association, 10 hours of organized football time during the school year. So what I'm doing is every Wednesday, if you're a Fruitland Grizzly at 7 a.m. at the middle school, we're doing a 40 minute walkthrough once a week for 14 weeks at 40 minutes. It keeps me under 10 hours. 
We're just doing some install formations, alignments, assignments. How do you feel about that, Jake? I love it. And I am assuming Beans is at the middle school. You're starting. Everybody will be together, the sixth graders through the seniors? Not eighth grade, current eighth grade okay. through current juniors. So like next year's okay. high school. You know what I mean? Okay. All right. But so our eighth graders are already learning our formations, our cadence, align, you know, all that stuff. So by the time we get to summer, then you don't have to do as much in the summer either. You're not playing catch up. You know what I mean? So I'm experimenting with it, Jake. I just want to make sure I had your approval. No, you have my 100% approval. And, you know, I just think something like that, just the repetitive nature, the kids, they know it's not going to be high school kids. You're going to have some kids that are going to be 105 pounds and the other kids yep. could be 205 pounds and they could be in the same grade. You just don't know who matures. <laughs> but I just think doing doing something like that I'm assuming there's no helmets involved. There's just regular. Oh, they're wearing know, school clothes. Um, they're wearing school clothes. School they go right to class. Even better. Even better. And I'm assuming you're you're gonna have a typical Jordan Gross, like have a little breakfast breakfast for them one day. Donuts like that. Craft kind of, donuts. Yeah. Craft donuts. No doubt. Okay. I do though. Well, I did I, have to remind I love a it. few of my kids. I had to remind a few of my kids today for the second week, no cowboy boots. Because that is not good on the gym floor. And we'll get a fair amount of cowboy kids wearing cowboy boots to school. I was like, hey, guys, easy on the cowboy boots. All right. We can't, we can't be scuffing up the floor. So I don't know if that would happen down there in Louisiana, but it happens here. I think, no, no, you you would have a ton of cowboy boots in Louisiana. Um, but I think that to me just that's high school football in its purest form. I, I just I love that, Jordan. I think that's great. I don't think I'll ever be a high school football coach. That's not – I don't believe in my plans. But I promise I would do something like that because repetitive nature, learning formations and things of that nature, that, that goes so far just kind of to keep on building that playbook. Why aren't you a coach? I've wondered this many times as we've been uh, uh, co-workers here and on the radio network. You should be a football coach, Jake. It's a disservice to all I humanity. Why not? Well, listen, Jordan, I'll be very honest with you. If I wouldn't be so immersed with the racehorses and the, the, the little business that we have, I if we wouldn't have that, I definitely would. Um, I, I would have had to have coached or I would have, you know, done a little bit more um, analyst wise broadcast, done something more in the football world. I love it. Uh, but I, I enjoy I love doing what I do. You know, Jordan, I love being at the barn in the morning, doing the horses and things like that. So I do work with some young kids. There, there's no doubt. And I did coach the girls in basketball and I did help Lauren, I know you did. who ended up coaching a fifth grade team this year. I did help her out some when she had um, a final or things like that. You know, I did step in and All help right. out. So. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll let you off the hook. Okay. So speaking of being an analyst, let's analyze the Super Bowl quickly. And then I'd love to move on to current state of the Panthers as this is our last podcast on a weekly schedule uh, for some time. You may hear from us as we move through the off season, but you're going to have to find a different podcast for your weekly drive into work mid to late week. Uh, Super Bowl 57. Chiefs Eagles. I said I wanted the Chiefs to win. You said the same. You thought the same thing. They pulled it off. It was an awesome game. I was flying for most of it. I was in TSA line for some of it. It was a little bit interrupted as I was traveling for a funeral, but I did get the, the gist of the game, Jake. But you could do the best job of explaining how you saw it. 
Listen, Jordan, I think it was a really good game. Um, I thought Philly, I, I know I said it on this podcast, they were the better overall team talent-wise in my opinion, but the Chiefs had Patrick Mahomes. And that's in essence what it kind of boiled down to. I think the thing that surprised me more than anything else, the lack of pass rush Philadelphia generated and the lack of stopping the run, but more so pass rush. And there's been a ton of talk about the field condition. Like the field looked gorgeous, but players complained about how slippery it was and they tried different shoes. And Jordan, I know they're right. We had the same thing in our Super Bowl because we played Houston earlier the year that we made the Super Bowl in Houston. And that's a similar type feel. It comes in on tracks, the one in Houston. It's outside, but they come in on tracks and they kind of put it together like a puzzle and it's a grass field. Well, it was extremely poor conditions all season long, very mushy and things like that. Well, they came in and they wanted to make sure the field was great. And what's the guy's name? George Toma, I believe, is the, the legendary okay. field um, uh, groundskeeper. He came in, and if you recall, we were slipping and sliding all over the place, and it was hard as a rock. Um, and it's very similar to me what went on. And watching film a little closer after the game, I've watched a little bit more of it. You see Hassan Reddick slipping and falling. You see Brandon Graham. You saw Patrick Mahomes slip. You saw both teams had to deal with it first and foremost. But that was something that I was like, man, I was disappointed that happened. But in the overall grand scheme, the Chiefs made a few more plays. It was unfortunate. Jalen Hurts, he played outstanding, but he did have the fumble, changing the ball from one hand to, to the next. Um, and then the punt return. I think those were the two big, big deals in the game. And Patrick Mahomes, he's um, he's pretty darn good. And the tight end, this Kelsey guy, yeah, he's not afraid to get open and get open against anyone. Well, I thought that the the footing, let me talk to you about the footing. That was an O-lineman dream, having the footing like that. Because, And I'll tell you why, Jake, for pass protection. And as, uh, the big storyline was the Eagles, zero sacks, right? And you saw him falling all over the place trying to get the quarterback. When it's slick... Your job is 10 times easier as an O-lineman like that. So when I saw Reddick after the game complaining that, you know, the biggest game in the world, how can the, the field be that poor? And he does have an honest gripe there, Jake, because it was, it was, it was rough. But I was happy for the O-lineman because that would have just been awesome, especially if you were Wiley going against Reddick the whole time. It would have been something else. How Also, I do want to say how – how much respect do you have for Mahomes with that dang ankle? You saw him over there well, like, when he got rolled <laughs> up again, and he's like grimacing and like putting his head on his trainer's shoulder. I just it almost made me sick to my stomach because I know that feeling, man. And to know, I mean, that guy's got all the money in the world, all the fame, like plenty of reasons to, you know, not have to have that drive. But it's so inspiring watching somebody like want to be great when like they're. He's got it made at this point. You know what I mean? It was just awesome. It definitely was. He's um, When I saw it happen and he gets up and they, sh they slow-mo it, and you can see everything now with slow-mo, and you just know the instability. And I was uh, unfortunate to have a couple of high ankle sprains on back-to-back -back within two weeks, and I had something else happen. And it's just so weak and any little thing, and it hurts so bad. And then you kind of just – get over it I guess you could say somewhat but yeah it's a um the, ki the kid is I say the kid he's he's just different I, that's because I mean, you're old I Jake. know he's 
Yeah, but Jordan, this guy, <laughs> I know what you're saying. I, I, I think Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback that's ever played. But my goodness, Mahomes, I know I just keep gushing about him and gushing, but he is just, he's just different. There's no other way around. No. It's super fun to watch. All right, well, the good job, Chiefs, and blah, blah, blah. Here we go. Carolina Panthers. We can talk about our team now. There's a bit of a staff coming together. Obviously, Frank Reich's our, quarter, or our quarterback. <laughs> Frank Reich's our coach with a quarterback uh, background, offensive guy. Staff's coming together now. We got um, Deuce Staley, running backs coach, assistant head coach. Josh McCown, a teammate of mine and yours for a few years, a guy that played for like every team in the league. Parks Frazier, we just signed as a passing game coordinator. Um, Averro is the defensive coordinator. Obviously, Dom Capers, defensive assistant. Peter Hansen, linebackers. And Jim Caldwell, senior assistant. So a couple things here, Jake. The head coaching experience on our staff, we're leading the league in that. We got to be. I mean, there's so much, so many years in the league in there. What it says to me about Frank Reich is he is excited about having another experienced guy. He does not need to be the top dog alpha in the room because he's trying to get um, experience and, and leadership all around him. And then with the hires with Deuce and Josh, you know, getting some former players on staff, it seems like to me it's making up to be a fairly diverse staff that I'm getting excited about. Keeping James Campen as well um, is what we're being told on the O-line, which is an awesome move, obviously. But how are you feeling about the – the staff coming together, Jake? Well, I would like to think that the knowledge that will be possessed in the staff meeting room will be greater than any other team in the National Football League, to be very honest. And the more I look at it, I just find there'll be an overall sense of calm. When you see Frank Reich, listen to him talk, what, what do you sense? Somebody who not gonna get, he's not going to get rattled in a big stage and just calmness. Jim Caldwell, same thing, ultimate class gentleman. Uh, Dom Capers, 72 years young, and just all the experience that he has. Those are the things that I'll do stay. I mean, how many big games has Deuce been in? You know, and he's going to be that that fiery guy, but he knows him. He's going to relish that. Josh McCown, same thing. Josh played for, what, 18 years. I don't know anything about Parks Frazier, but getting thrust into the offensive play calling position for the Colts this year when he had never called plays before in his life. And he had to call that with the whole Jeff Saturday experiment in the, in Indianapolis. So, you know, he's on the staff. He's probably grown so much and he's get to learn from all these guys and James Campen just being around him this past year and watching how he coach, he teaches, he's a teacher. I, I love it. I, I absolutely love it. I love the staff that they're building. Um, I think it's going to be fantastic. And listen, can we hit on draft picks? That's that's going to be the next thing. Do we hit? Look at Kansas City. Look at how many of these young kids they had playing for them and playing in a huge spot, in a big spot. Can we find the, those fourth, fifth, sixth-round picks that can come in and contribute and be quality NFL players? So super okay. excited. I'm just – I feel giddy about it. All right. Well, I'm glad you're giddy. And I got a couple things to talk about with you being the quarterback, quarterback a position that's been widely discussed since Pete Cam Newton. Uh, left the Carolina Panthers. So you said the draft. Potentially, C.J. Stroud might be on the board when we pick this year. I'm not a college analyst by any means, but I know people are excited about him and his experience and, and his career at Ohio State. Uh, also, so I want you to, to think about that, but also Derek Carr got released today from the Raiders. 
Is there any way that you think there might be some type of a situation where he would think coming out to Carolina might work out well, Jake, and just kind of that QB position in general? Look, Jordan, I'm like you. I think that's going to be very interesting to see. I mean, I know Derek has made a lot of money, and he'll get a lot of money thrown at him by some particular team. The two teams that are popping up are the Jets um, and or the New Orleans Saints. Now, whether or not uh, that information is accurate or not, I'm not so sure if we're involved in this. And um, listen, Derek has played a lot of a lot of football in this league. So played some good football, and he's played some inconsistent football. It's, we have to be objective here and very honest. Um, I think if someone would like him would would come to Carolina, um, I'd like to believe the Frank Reich, the Josh McCown, the Jim Caldwell, just that kind of sense of um, experience and calmness of the quarterback position. They can maximize his talent and we'll see, but I don't know what he'll cost. I don't know how expensive he'll be. And, and, and what, where's our front office thinking uh, in terms of draft wise, because Derek, it's not often a quarterback becomes available this early and great job by his agent. Kudos to his agent for structuring the contract um, where there's a no trade clause and he has a, a certain amount of money due by uh, Valentine's Day or February 5th, whatever day it is um, that the money was due, that they had to either keep him or release him. So I'm anxious to see how it plays out, Jordan. Um, I'm not so sure what the sense of, of Derek is in the building, but certainly he has played some good football and there has been some in, inconsistent football. Um, and it's not like he was devoid of talent in Oakland. Devontae Adam is widely considered one of the top five receivers in the National Football League. Darren Waller, uh, same thing. One of the top tight ends, top easily in the top 10 tight ends in the National Football League. Josh Jacobs, fantastic running back. Hunter Renfro, really good uh, slot receiver. So it wasn't like, yeah, he needed some weapons around him. He had some weapons, but for whatever reason, was it a Josh McDaniels? The fit didn't work. I'm not sure. We played with his brother, Derek. Um I mean, uh, David Carr. So uh, I, I know David came out and said on NFL Network that Derek's looking for a place where a, a coaching staff believes in him or a head coach believes in him. So that tells me there was not a good relationship with Josh McDaniels and Derek Carr. So we'll see how it plays out. Well, he's only 31 years old. That's what's incredible. It seems like he's been in the league forever, but that's like just kind of getting to prime QB time. You know what I mean? So it, how much does he cost? All that. But like you said, he is a free agent, so there's not compensation involved. According to NFL.com, we're one of four potential NFL landing spots for Derek Carr. Like, like you said, Jets, Saints, Carolina Panthers, and Tennessee Titans. You have to – it would shock me to see him go to the Jets. And I think that what's going on in the Jets uh, with the with – the, the coaching staff and stuff, it's like, you know, it's moving in a different direction. But the Jets, the history up there, man, like, I don't know that Jordan, you want to go there for a second chapter in your NFL career as a quarterback. My, this is this is my deal. The NFC is devoid of high quality quarterbacks. I, I mean, it's very, it's very easy to see. It's not that difficult to see. The AFC is loaded with high quality yep. quarterbacks, big time football playmaking quarterbacks so i know if if i'm looking if i'm a free agent 31 years of age and and things like that okay where is the best roster i can go to with the least amount of competition meaning in my division i mean you want yeah. you want to go where the competition is not the greatest because that's going to ensure you success 
um, or, or should help to ensure you some success in your division and you get your foot in the door in the playoffs and things happen. So yep. um, I, I think it's us it. or the Saints. That's what I think. And I have no inside information, but it just in the sal- in the salary position, the salary cap with the Titans, with Tannehill's contract, there's a lot of quarterback money already spoken for. So who knows? It could be kind of cool to see. I, I just feel like he's one of those guys that maybe like the second chapter with a new start could be pretty awesome because he does have the talent. Well, you mentioned Tannehill. He's still on the Titans. and I, So you're telling me Tennessee is one of the teams that, are, that is mentioned? Well, that's in this article, and it's on the internet, so that's of course kinda, i got to believe it, you know. Well, I, I just I, – I, to me, looking from looking outside in, I'm going to replace Tannehill with Carr. Tannehill, I don't know. That's right. No, I don't know about that. I'm just speculating. All right, so here we go. Yeah. We we got to wrap up here, Jake, and it's off season time for you and I. But where do you think the Panthers' record is next year, Jake? I think we are a. I think we'll be a ten and seven football team next year. <sighs> That's what I was gonna say. So I'll go eleven and six. Well, I was gonna Playoff say eleven team. and six, but I'm like, you know what? I'm not gonna be this homer. Uh, type guy i just i think we're getting there i think our pieces are getting there yeah do we need to add some pieces you darn right we do absolutely you need to keep building um and then health wise and and listen quarterback play so yeah so you and i were about the same okay 11 and 6 and we're going to the playoffs how you like that jake you right that i love it i love it but i believe it. i truly believe it i thought we could have been a playoff team this year and we were close um, didn't yep. think we would start the season the way we did, but that happens. Right. All right. Well, you enjoy your off season, Jake, and I'll talk to you whenever producer Matt says we we have to talk. But it's been an awesome season, and I always look forward to our weekly phone calls and our chats. And truthfully, sometimes I forget we're recording a podcast. That's the best compliment I could give you. And if it wasn't for your car door dinging and your blinkers. I would think that, you know, it was just like we were in the same room together, Jake. So I appreciate you, man. It's been a lot of fun. Hey, no problem, Jordan. I appreciate uh, everyone putting up with my uh, um, my surroundings, I guess you could say, whenever I do a podcast. So I appreciate it. <laughs> All right, man. Be good. Uh, my my final right. sign-off of the year, the Jordan and Jake podcast, powered by Ortho Carolina. When it comes to your orthopedic care, choose better by choosing Ortho Carolina. With over 40 locations throughout the Carolinas, You're never far from one of the nation's leading providers of care for joints, muscles, and other orthopedic injuries. And I bet they'll even take screws out of your feet. When things look bad, it's important to know you have a choice. But there's only one better choice, Ortho Carolina, official team position of the Carolina Panthers. And you know what? They've taken screws out of my leg. So they for sure could do the foot. All right, Jake. Be good, man. Take care. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.